From the EBKV studios in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you're listening to Brotherly Pod, the official podcast of BrotherlyPuck.com. Welcome, everybody, to BPW Radio. I'm your host, Dan the Flyer Fan, here to talk all this week's Flyers news, and there has been quite a bit of it. Let's start with the obvious talking point. Cam Talbot is now a Flyer on Friday night, early Saturday morning. Anthony Stolarz was traded to Edmonton straight up for Cam Talbot. Uh, that has obviously sparked quite a bit of, uh, I don't know if controversy is the right word, but, you know, it has definitely separated Flyers Twitter in terms of their thoughts, their reactions, um, uh, what they think of the trade. I was very angry about it on uh, when when it first broke on Friday night, but, you know, it's been, you know, two days, and I've, I've had the opportunity to calm down a little bit and, and think through it, and I've read everybody's opinions on what they think about it, and, um, I'm torn. I'm not a fan of the trade. I think it sets a bad precedence for something that we're probably going to see a lot over the next couple of years. You know, the Flyers have a whole bunch of these middle-of-the-road prospects that are going to more than likely need to be dealt for, you know, mass sets and, and other picks and, pro- you know, things. Things that are going to be trade, you know, the, uh, over the next uh, couple of years here. So, you know, I don't think it's such good presidents. I think when you take on a player who's seven years older, who's on a much heftier contract for this season, you know, they're both up at the end of the year, but Cam Talbot was making uh, well over $3 million more than... Um, Anthony Stolarz was so you know you do shore up the goaltending for the future uh, they have not re-signed Talbot yet there's been no rumors of him being re-signed Fletcher says that he does want to give him uh, some time and wants to you know kind of observe his play before he signs him so in theory that's good and you know he, uh, Cam Talbot is friends with Carter Hart they work out together in the summer so you know if it makes Carter Hart happy again I think people I I was one of them that was very unhappy about this but I think at the end of the day it is just a backup goaltender Carter Hart you know is going to be the guy moving forward you got uh, the rumors are that Felix Sandstrom and Krelus Minko are going to come to the Phantoms next season which are two other top goalie prospects so so you know whatever it was that they uh, saw uh, in Cam Talbot, obviously they really wanted him, but you know he will more than likely back up Carter Hart next season. I hope he doesn't get, you know, too big of a contract. I think that's the big thing now. Uh, he is a veteran of 284 NHL games. He has played 31 games this season with 10 wins. He has a 3.36 goals against average and an 8.93 save percentage. So those numbers are not very good. They have been gradually decreasing over the past few seasons. Uh, he had his big year in uh, 2016-17. We played 73 games with 42 wins. He had a uh, 239 GAA and a 919 save percentage. Last season, he played 67 games with 31 wins. He had a 302 GAA and a 908 save percentage. In this season, it's been rough. You know, I've heard the excuse, oh, well, Daniel Edmonton's a bad team, but, you know, the Flyers aren't exactly kind to their goaltenders either. And, uh, you know, even the past few games uh, this week uh, against uh, Pittsburgh and Detroit, 
you know, Carter Hart has been hung out to dry quite a few times. So, you know, I, I hope Talbot can at least provide a, a solid backup. I think at this point, that's pretty much all you can ask of him. But, um, you know, I, I think that it's going to be an interesting trade. I think hopefully, you know, I, I was a big fan of Anthony Stollars, probably bigger than most. So I'm not overly, you know, uh, I'm disappointed to see him go to a team that I really don't like very much in Edmonton. I think the Flyers did give up on him a little too early, but obviously I think the injury history there um, is is a little too much to ignore for a guy that you're going to count on for, you know, probably 30 games next season. So overall, I think it's going to be an interesting move. As for the Flyers themselves, they are 27, 24, and 7 through 58 games. They have 24 left clinging to their playoff hopes, they have a 2.5% chance as of Sunday morning. Now, they do play later tonight against Detroit, who they struggled with yesterday. Uh, they did beat them in overtime, thanks to Travis Konechny's goal, but they blew a four-goal lead in the third period, which took them to overtime in the first place. The Flyers are 15 points out of first place, uh, which still held by the Islanders, and I believe the Islanders have a uh, five-point lead over the Capitals for second place at this point. Third place, uh, the uh, Flyers are eight points out of third place, and they are seven points out of the second wildcard spot, um, which is currently held by, I believe the Hurricanes? Yes, Carolina is currently in the second wildcard spot with 68 points. The first wildcard spot is held by the Montreal Canadiens with 69 points. The Sabres have uh, taken a pretty big fall here. They're at 63, so... They're still ahead of the Flyers, but they're definitely not in the immediate threat. Uh, Carolina's second wildcard spot with 68 points. Behind them are the Penguins with 67 points. So the Flyers really, really need to keep it moving here. Their upcoming schedule, we talked about this on Angry and Negative this week, but uh, it's not looking all that fun. Uh, they have played Detroit in Detroit tonight. They then play the Lightning Canadians. Penguins, Sabres, Blue Jackets, and Devils. Uh, I believe one, two, three. Yeah, three of those teams are in playoff positioning. The Penguins are fighting for the wild card spot as well, uh, and the Sabres and Devils. Well, obviously, the Devils are are are. I believe the Devils are already out of it. Um, just about out of it. I don't know if they're mathematically out of it yet, but they have a uh, fifty-two points dead last in the Metro. So. It is going to be it's going to be a rough week for the Flyers. I think that uh, they need to really really win tonight's game in Detroit with some kind of ease. Uh, I don't think as of this recording whether there's word on who starts. Carter Hart did start against the Red Wings uh, yesterday, so I would assume it's Mike McKenna. But, um, you know, in a crucial game like this, they may have to go with Hart. But, you know, Hart really hasn't looked all that great lately. The Flyers' goaltending um, has not been super fantastic this week. Carter Hart did struggle against the Penguins on Monday, leading to that 4-1 loss. But it really wasn't his fault. But he did allow a couple uh, softies. You got Stolars, who struggled against the Wild on Tuesday. He has since been traded, obviously. But again, that you know, that was not the best week for him. Then Carter Hart uh, didn't look fantastic during the Red Wings. I believe this is only the second time uh, in his career to this point that he's posted back-to-back sub-900 save percentage. He had an uh, 868 versus Detroit and an 889 versus Pittsburgh. So, you know, overall, you know, obviously this kid isn't 
100% perfect. He is going to have bad games, just as every goalie does. But, you know, um, I don't know if it's smart to roll McKenna. I, I think that... I don't think it's smart to roll Carter Hart back-to-back either already. But, you know, again, I think if they are still convinced that they have a shot at the playoffs, they're going to ride that 2.5% chance for all it's worth. You know, uh, they could start Hart. Uh, I believe their next game is Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday the 19th against the Lightning. So I would maybe refrain from starting Hart because uh, I would rather have Carter Hart start against the Lightning than, than Mike McKenna or Cam Talbot for that matter. So uh, hopefully they uh, roll roll uh, Mike McKenna tonight and they give Hart the Lightning on Tuesday if the Flyers are still in at that point. If they lose to the Red Wings tonight, it's going to be a big hit to their playoffs. So, you know, again, I talked about this on Angry Negative this week. they got to go... Uh, essentially undefeated for the rest of the season if they really, really want a shot at the playoffs. But again, I don't know what's going to happen there. Hopefully they can they can beat Detroit. They should have beat Detroit easily yesterday, but, you know, a third period collapse did them in. But some good things did happen versus Detroit. Shane Gostaspear ended a 18-game goalless streak. Uh, they scored a goal. Shane Gostaspear also has... Uh, nine assists in his last eight games as well. So he has been playing much better. The trade Gosses beer crowd hopefully has um, quieted a little bit after this. Uh, you know, the offense is starting to roll again. So it has been a rev- uh, very rough season for Ghost. But overall, you know, it does seem like he's kind of getting himself back on the right track, which is good because, uh, you know, the Flyers are going to need all hands on deck as the playoffs, uh, as the fight for the playoffs continues. Uh, another guy uh, broke a long goalless streak. Scott Lawton scored his first goal in 28 games, dating back to mid-December, I believe. Uh, December 15th against Vancouver was the last time he scored. So, um, obviously, that must feel good for him, Lawton. Despite not producing offense at, you know, the level that uh, we think that he could, he has been very, very good this season. One of the more consistent flyers uh, throughout this season. So it is nice to see him get a goal here and there. Hopefully that, you know, breaks his uh, dry spell and he can, you know, continue to produce more offense and uh, be part of this team uh, moving forward. Again, they're going to need all hands on deck for the playoffs. I think Scott Lawton, who has been a very, very solid two-way guy this year, uh, could really develop his game moreover if he adds a bit of offense. So this, hopefully this goal uh, turns him around, can lead to something good and that the Flyers continue to play well in his presence. Well, we got a whole bunch of Twitter questions today, so let's get to them. Uh, First one is from Noah. What do you think happens when Elliot's conditioning stint is done? Uh, that's a good question. I, I, I think Brian Elliott will more than likely be traded. Um, I don't think they are going to keep him, especially now that Cam Talbot's around. There really is no reason to keep Brian Elliott. Um, I think they're going to find some team to dump him off on. I don't know what the return's going to be. Probably nothing. Uh, I would pay some team to take Elliott at this point, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think they're going to need to find something, you know, they can always put Mike McKenna on waivers and hope he gets claimed and then trade Elliott, but you know, this is going to be a very interesting situation overall to watch play out over the next the next uh, week here before the trade deadline as to see what they do with this goaltender situation. Brian Elliott, you know, he is a good guy. I think he can still be counted on in a backup role at his age. You know, I don't think he's a starter anymore, but, um, you know, I, I think he does have at least a little bit of value. There has to be some team out there 
uh, that's pushing for the playoffs that could use a, a guy like him. So I think he's going to get traded. I don't think they have our choice to keep him, you know, even if they want to get rid of McKenna and roll with three guys for the rest of the season. I just don't think Elliott's going to have a whole lot of time under his belt from here on out. I think it's Hart's, Hart's net to lose, and you got Kim Talbot, who they obviously wanted if they're going to acquire him. So I think Brian Elliott's time in Philadelphia is probably over. Uh, the next one is from Zach. More likely did he get traded, Moose, Ghost, or Simmons? Uh, I would be absolutely stunned if Shane Gossespierre gets moved. Uh, I think the Gossespierre rumors are a fan theory that has gotten so far out of control and the hysteria that Flyers fans have created for themselves over some rumors that were created by Flyers Twitter is probably too much. I, I, I thoroughly believe Wayne Simmons and Brian Elliott get traded. Um, if you want a you know, timeline who gets traded first, I don't know. Depends when uh, when Elliott's conditioning stint is over. Um, if he gets uh, up before, you know, maybe the end of the week, a Thursday, Friday, gets called up, then they're probably going to deal him then. Simmons will probably get dealt the day of the trade deadline. There has been um, chatter that they are going to let him play in the outdoor game, which would be on Saturday, the 23rd, and the trade deadline is the 25th. So uh, there are more than likely, I think it probably will, will be Elliot, if I had to guess which one gets traded first, but I think at the end of the day, Simmons and Elliot are probably going to go, and Goss's Bear is going to stay. Uh, the next one is from Art. How do the Flyers clean up their glut of goalies and their overabundance of forward prospects? Well, the thing with the goalies is, even if they keep everybody now, um, they still won't have this problem in the summer. You know, even if they do uh, somehow cling on to Elliot and McKenna and, you know, uh, all these extra bodies, Michael Neuvirth around, they really don't have that issue moving forward. Um, I believe Carter, yes, Carter Hart, and I believe it is Alex Lyon, yes, Carter Hart and Lyon are the only two guys that are signed for next season. Felix Sonstrom is as well, but um, he is obviously still in Sweden. Will probably come over next summer, or next season rather, to play with the Phantoms. But you know, Lyon and Hart are still the only guys signed going into next year, uh, gold or goaltending wise. So you know, even if they do keep everybody, McKenna, Neuver, uh, Talbot, you know, they, they're all free agents anyway. But again, I think you're probably going to trade Elliott. I think you're probably just going to keep Neuverth on IR for the rest of the season. If I had to guess, if he comes back, they can, you know, squeeze a conditioning stint, conditioning stint out of him. That should hopefully, um, you know, take the rest of the year. The Flyers only have uh, about, what, six weeks or so left of the season. So I'm sure they could squeeze him out of him. And even if he does have to come back. I'm sure he'll get injured in practice getting ready to come back, so <laughs> I'm not overly concerned. I think they can, you know, lose McKenna rather easily at this point as well, so I, you know, even if they don't make any real big moves from here on out, this problem will be solved naturally over summer. The forwards is a more interesting question because it's something that, you know, I, I thought about as well with the, um, the, the Stolars trade is kind of this is going to be something we're probably going to see quite a bit of over the next, you know, four or five years is the Flyers have so many prospects that are, you know, kind of lining up to be just, you know, middle six guys 
And, uh, you know, it's it's a good problem to have, but it's a problem that will catch them sooner or later, um, you know, about who stays and who goes. I, I think reasonably you can package quite a few of them, you know, if the Flyers, you know, have come out of the gate strong next year and have a really good season next year, um, you know, then you can really make some moves and package some people, you know, at the trade deadline and bring a couple stars and make the push. And, you know, just like that, you, you do get rid of a couple of those guys, but overall, um, you know, I, I think the, uh, the, the theory has to be that you're going to try and keep them, see what they develop into before you give them away. But, you know, I, I totally agree that there is a overabundance of forward prospects. Don't know what happens to them, you know, anytime soon, but I think the, the future plan is going to need to be, you know, see who stays and who goes. And then, uh, the ones that stay need to, you know, really keep producing and, uh, you know, the strongest survive and, uh, we'll see what kind of happens from there. The next one is from Paul. What are the odds a Mac gets moved at the deadline? This is an interesting question. I, if I had to guess right now, probably zero. Um, you know, the fact that he is still playing over uh, Phil Myers, you know, leads me to believe that they still see something in this guy for some reason or another. So I, I would highly doubt he gets moved. Uh, I think best case scenario, and I think we're all keeping our fingers crossed, is that he gets bought out over summer. You know, he's get heading into his last year of his deal uh, next season. So, you know, it, it would make sense to buy him out. I don't know if he's going to get traded. Maybe if you're lucky, you know, I think the right thing to do would be trade him for literally anything at this point. Um, you know, seventh round pick just to get him off our hands, you know, whatever, you know, but again, that contract is, is ugly. Uh, they got one more year at $5 million. So, you know, but if there was a time to trade him, I guess it would be this summer or uh, this trade deadline rather, because, you know, there is only one year left on his deal. So it doesn't look nearly as bad as it did, you know, two, three years ago. So maybe, maybe he gets moved. I, I, I would be shocked if he gets moved at the deadline though. I, I just don't see it. Uh, I don't think teams are that desperate. You know, I don't know the ins and outs of every playoff team at the moment, but I would be, uh, remiss if I think that the Flyers would uh, get the privilege of moving McDonald at the deadline. Next one from my uh, OMB podcast teammate Isaiah. Who killed JFK? Um, wasn't it that Oswald fellow? Was it um, um, Roy Oswald, right? Or was he the pitcher? <laughs> I think it was the pitcher. The the Phillies pitcher and the Astros. It was one of the Oswalds. Was it Patton? The guy from uh, that show. What show was he on? I don't remember. Oh, he was on uh, the King of Queens, right? Hang on, let me Google something quick. Yes, he was in King of Queens. I was right. So it was one of the Oswalds. Maybe it was Roy and Patton or the the other guy. What was his name? Oswald. J.F.K. Keller. Hmm. Lee Harvey Oswald. There you go. Knew it was one of the Oswalds. Close enough. Maybe it was Roy or Patton or Lee. Just nail it down to an Oswald. Next one is from Robert. Why do hot dogs come in 10 per package and hot dog buns come in 8 per package? I, I don't know. Is that is that really how it works? I don't think I've ever bought a hot dog runs before. Hmm. Well. Um... Maybe you, um, I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for this one, Robert. Sorry. Uh, I, 
don't know what to tell you, bud. Maybe that's just the corporate thing to do, you know? You gotta, you gotta sell buns and things. I don't know. I'm here to talk flyers. Why are we talking about hot dogs? Uh, next one is from Dan. Why are the Flyers a bunch of pussies? Well, the answer there is simply because Samuel Moran's still in the AHL. When he comes back, things won't happen. There won't be these damn, you know, decapitations by Evgeny Malkin or uh, Anthony Mantha trying to kill Claude Giroux. I, I think you're going to see maybe a decrease in those things because I think Sam Moran probably won't put up with it too well. I think somebody like him back in the lineup, you know, to uh, quote-unquote enforce things could... Uh, could, you know, see a decline of these uh, crazy things that have happened to the Flyers over the last week. Well, boys and girls, that was certainly an interesting Twitter question segment. Feel free to ask me questions on Twitter at DannyFlyerFan. I will answer them on this show. This is the start of a very busy week of podcasting for myself. We have a brand new O&B podcast tomorrow night, which will be Monday. We have um, Ryan Boyd of Philly Sports Network, and we have Puck Therapy of Broad Street Hockey joining us. So that'll be a big one. Uh, Jim and I will return for the Angry Negative show on Wednesday to get very angry about the Stolars trade, I'm sure. Uh, we have an episode of Brotherly Pod on Friday with uh, Jack Smith of High and Wide Radio. He will join me to talk everything pre-trade deadline. Uh, maybe the Flyers will make a move by then, maybe not. Uh, then we will return Monday night. Uh, another Brotherly Pod will return Monday night the following week, the night of the trade deadline. Uh, Jim and I will return with special guest Mike Aceto, uh, formerly former teammate of mine at quite a few different sites. So that'll be that'll be a good one. We will there to t- we will be back to talk all things Flyers trade deadline and NHL trade deadline. Break down any moves and give our opinions there. Going to be a busy week here. Um, as for Twitter plugs, oh, if you're curious, the uh, Carter Hart jersey giveaway on Brotherly Puck still going on. That'll be announced this Saturday, the 23rd, the day of the stadium series. The winner will be announced. So if you have not done so yet, you can follow at Brotherly Puck. You can follow at Hart Countdown. Winner must be following both. We will draw a name that Saturday morning. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at DanTheFlyerFan. You want to follow the site, you can do that at BrotherlyPuck. If you want to follow this show, as well as all the other shows that we do here, you can do that at brotherly underscore pod you want to count down card arts wins with me you can do that at heart countdown you can follow onb podcast at onb puck so we got a busy week here i will be back on wednesday with jim to talk all things flyers hockey as for this this has been ppw radio thank you for your wildly entertaining twitter questions this week certainly put me in a better mood after getting a anger about that stolar trade so that has been it for me boys and girls i will talk to you next sunday goodbye